You are listening to We Are What We Overcome. This episode was recorded remotely during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you would like, you can find this episode and others in video form on our Facebook page, We Are What We Overcome, the podcast. What you are about to hear are the ramblings and reflections of four ordinary people, drawing on their own personal and occasionally professional experiences. These conversations are unprepared, subjective, and should not be taken as medical advice or instruction. Anyone seeking help should always carry out their own research, or better yet, speak to a professional about their circumstance. We Are What We Overcome on this occasion features musician Matt McGuinness, improviser Nick Tyler, media producer Neil Monroe, and psychotherapist Wes Evans. Ah, oh, see, that's a great counting that no one's ever seen from, from Nick there. He's quite good at counting. Only from three there. Let's not go any further than that. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, welcome, wherever you are, whatever time of day or year it is. We are in 2021 at the end of February, contemplating lots of things. Can you guess what they are? Mostly mental health and other things. But today we wanted to chat about performance, given the fact that the four of us are all involved in different live performances or were in the past that was, um, and hopefully in the future. So we thought about how great that was or how bad that was or how good that was and how it affected our mental health. Anyway, enough from me. Here's Nick. Hmm. Hi. Um, should, we do, should we do a little check-in thing then? So I, I'm, I'm quite chipper. I'm back outside, which makes me very happy um, since we now have blue skies and, well, a lot of clouds now, which is a little disappointing. But it is warm enough to be outside for several hours without freezing, which... Um, kind of changes my feel about um the days of the week enormously uh, i very much like being out in outside which i still find a little odd because as a kid not an outdoorsy person at all and probably wasn't until last year so i feel i feel quite chipper as a consequence it's very nice if you move your gazebo over slightly nick you'll have a completely blue sky it'd be amazing yes <laughs> i was just thinking the same thing that if you squint a little bit and get a bit yeah, abstract just, with it it's just, almost <laughs> like you're in a you're in a tenement and you can see the blue <laughs> sky above you. Oh man, that, I could have put up my, my my side walls and it would be entirely blue, but also very dark. Um, I would try and move it, but it's held down with paving slabs to make sure it doesn't fly away in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, thank you. How are you, Matt? Uh, you've introduced uh, me. How are you? I'm, I'm uh, okay, actually. Um, a bit of a strange week with uh, lots of... Um, work things coming up hopefully uh, and the trials and tribulations of all that sort of jazz which we're putting this going into uh, but fairly <laughs> grateful for where i am and, and and it's funny how the sun affects affects you more than you would believe so i think yesterday or the day before was the first time i had a meeting outdoors obviously online but outdoors uh, and i even managed to take my jumper off for five minutes and then i realized <laughs> it was freezing so, um, but i'm all right there's some future topics in there, you know, about uh, the weather or the outdoors or nature. There's definitely something I in there. I thought you were going to say jumpers then, actually. Or jumpers. Sure yeah. jumpers. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the being hugs part of a jumper, isn't it? My friend's got a yes. dog that goes I mean, absolutely insane all the time. But you put a tight sweater on him, suddenly very calm. Compression. <laughs> yeah, it's the compression. Jumpers. Jumpers mm. are very much a mental health solution. That being said, I don't like being in a bed and feeling too restricted, so I struggle sleeping mm. in sleeping bags. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. Right? <laughs> you, have to have one, you want one arm free at least. Yeah, at least one arm. Yeah, the, the other the other limbs fine. 
But if if jumpers can help people, can you get jumpers on the NHS? You should, we should be able to, I think. You can get stockings, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> you can get those heavy compression blankets, can't you? Which you are can't good for some people calm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Relaxing. Yeah. Anyway, we've done that from, from... You can tie yourself in with, on the NHS, the white ones, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think you get given those rather than have to... Well, slightly, out, uh, slightly outdated, I think, now. I don't think we use it as much. <laughs> not as much, but not, not at all. <laughs> I'm, uh, But I'm pretty good, yeah. Feeling pretty chipper and chilled myself. Um... And this topic, I think we've we've been on and on about this one for a while. Remember back when we were at Edinburgh, we were kind of talking about performance there as well. And so yeah. I'm glad that we're talking about this because I think it's, it's a good topic and it probably makes a nice change from reacting immediately to what's going on around us as well. Uh, so I'm probably feeling energised by today's meeting as well. Um, I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty good in general. Um, I have been down Derby for a few weeks because I was filming with Matt the other week. So I then stayed down for a couple of weeks. So that way, uh, reduced risk of sort of if, if any signs or symptoms came up before I came to my mom's. So I'm actually feeling really nice to see my mom again rather than just speak to her for uh, like a quarter of an hour each night type thing and stuff. It's sort of quite nice. Um, and um, yeah, sort of generally quite happy and sort of got a few bits of work that I've now got booked in uh, for next month as well, which have all happened around the same time, but also nicely spread out. So it isn't going to feel like crazily having to do loads of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy about that. So, yeah. Oh, that's splendid. Good that um, thing that Neil, Neil was saying about doing some work together was one of the things that was on my mind with this topic because we filmed uh, a bit of performance we did for some uh, for a classroom in Manchester as part of Children's Mental Health Week. And I was quite looking forward to it uh, because it was the first time I would have performed for about a year and a half. I don't know, something like that. Who knows? What do years mean anymore? Decades. Um, Decades. Yeah. Um, and so I uh, and I was really looking forward to it. And I took it wrong. It was it was a good day. Me and Neil and, and we had a, uh, Bob there doing all the technical, keeping safe distances and windows open, all that sort of thing. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't what I thought it was. Do you know what I mean? It was because I was performing to a, a, a camera basically. I, I couldn't see. Eventually, you could see part of the audience f- from the computer. But uh, but it was. I don't want to seem too ungrateful. It was almost soulless. Do you know what I mean? It was just... Mm-hmm. It the, only audio, the only audio you could hear feedback from, because obviously we had all the people on mute, was me and Bob, who were also being quiet, so we didn't cover over anything Matt was saying as well. So yeah. do you think that was part of it, sort of the ability to not have an immediate feedback type thing and such? Yeah, well, I think it, with having two people in the room that were completely silent and no one else, it took me back to Edinburgh, so yeah. <laughs> 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 So maybe it was all right. Well, that's you know what that's relevant actually, isn't it? Because maybe we should start by talking about because we had this general idea of talking about motivations, values, impact of performance, but for the performer and for the audience, and and for everyone, it, do you think generally that a part of the motivation for being a performer is is the connection, the feedback, the interaction with whoever you are performing to? 
It's interesting, that isn't it? I'm, I'm not. And sometimes I think um, maybe we should talk about what kind of performance we do. People may not yeah. know. Um, so I'm uh, an improviser, I guess. Uh, I've done some either some kind of acting or theatre improv type stuff since I was you in guess. my early teens. It's almost I like guess. you're making up your role on the spot. <laughs> Very much so. Um, well, it changes day by day, doesn't it? You know how we see ourselves and how we feel in our roles, and um, Oof, yeah, I know how deep stuff. Um, and a lot of that is a lot of that is about about performance and audience interaction. Um, but I think for improv, it's often more about performing as part of a, a group of people. Um, an improv rehearsal can be certainly as satisfying as doing a show with an audience that's hooting at you. Um, it, good or bad in fact sometimes sometimes it can be even more intimate uh, and and hilarious and enjoyable because you're just messing with each other um but more importantly building something together and it's that sort of synthesis of human minds jammed together that i find That's connecting very... though isn't it then oh yeah it is yeah I, 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 i'm just less interested in the audience as an aspect yeah, of it yeah that makes in sense ways. Yeah. you know it, it's that it's the stimulation of um working with other people that i, that I think i like in particular I also like just dicking around and saying stupid stuff. I find that very pleasing and very entertaining. There's a good like core of self-expression and the value of having an outlet for whatever's inside you. Yeah, there are many more things, but I don't know. What, what about other folks? What do, you, what do you guys do? Mr. Matt, what's your thing? It's turned into right? squares. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, was, <laughs> well, I just seem to lost it for a minute. Uh, what, what's my thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, what, what's I, the nature uh, of your performance and what you get out of it? What's that weird thing on the wall hung up behind you there? <laughs> um, it's, it's an animal skull from the past. It's a frame. My, two of my children in it. <laughs> I did one. Yeah, so I told I you animal things from the past. Pretty much all along. <laughs> uh, music mostly up till three years ago. And then... Oh, no. His, his weird pixel cave has broken once more. Um, it's Matt's has, turn this week. Yeah. It has frozen brilliantly, however, which is very satisfying for anyone who's watching this. <laughs> um, let us move on to Neil. Um, what's, what's the nature of your performance, and what is it? That you're, I guess why do you do it? What do you get from it? Um, so uh, mostly, I've uh, in perform stuff I've done has been focused on uh, acting, um, comedy, and forms of improv. Probably the most. The, the, the performance I probably did earliest would be like in school plays, obviously, and stuff like that, and enjoying that. Then, sort of, as in sort of what I'm doing more recently, really, the only main performances um regularly play um, role play games with friends online. Uh, hmm. So, especially with with um, when we went into lockdown. In fact, my friends to whom would usually have a a game on Sundays. I occasionally joined in, but I didn't. But then because it was online, it was like, well, I'm not actually working. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, sure, join in. And I also run a game usually on Saturdays. I'm not doing it today because I'm actually doing something later on uh, instead. But that's probably the main performance. And it is um, especially like if I'm running a game, I'm still coming with rough ideas. I'm still improvising around it because I'm reacting to how players do stuff. But it is that ability to just it's playing it's playing it's having fun with people and especially the like improv performance i like that i like comedy comedy is a big thing for me so i, I like to be able to pull punchlines but also help other people deliver punchlines as well and um it's the reason i mentioned like whether it was for matt maybe the, the feedback uh in the room was a thing that was making it 
odd when we um, recorded uh, about three weeks ago was this thing of if you can't get a response, it's so weird because one, you don't know, am I doing this right? Do I need to do something more? And um, I, I remember like school plays, like one, one thing that occasionally happened uh, with school plays was some nights you get audience members and they wouldn't be laughing at the jokes, but sometimes you might be able to go, Oh, they're not laughing, but I can see they're smiling. But until you could tell that you're going, are we messing this up really badly? And it is wanting that response from someone because then, you know, yep, this is working and you can, you can adapt and play with that. And I, I, I enjoy that and bringing joy and pleasure to people in that respect. Um, so yeah, so most performers as say is like uh, acting in different forms, be it improv or film script. That's so, interesting sure. because I hadn't thought about the role play games as as performing as such, but of, of course it is, isn't it? And it's like you were saying, Nick. You know, you could be with with the gang and be doing it, and but not for a show. But that you're still doing what you do when you perform, and I, yeah. it makes me wonder. It's almost like you're performing for each other. Maybe? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I, I think it's stuff I'd like to come back to for that. So it's really, you're um, and you're still feeding mm. back from each other, and you're connecting and getting stuff back, aren't you? Uh, I think because so. is 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 it a performance if nobody observes the performance? Oh is man, the bear of, in the woods. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah, is that, well, it's like, yeah, it is a little bit about that, isn't it? But it's like performing is is to be observed, isn't it? You would think. Maybe. But anyway. I don't, I don't, what is it for you then? You know, what, what do you do for yeah, I know you do a couple of different things. I was things. thinking about it, and I think probably mm. I, it's definitely two people. Um, and I, if I think back to my earliest motivation, uh, it's always been about getting feedback from people, probably. At mm. a deeper level, it's probably been ultimately about validation. Um, started off from very simply being the class clown and kind of messing around at school and getting kind of a buzz off of entertaining people. And that developed into me having always liked to perform in one way or another well into adulthood and stuff. So um, I host events, I emcee and compare events like Neil, an interesting comedy as well, specifically. Uh, but also I've been a magician and a music, a musician of sorts. So I, I, I sing in a band um, and, and do the, the magician stuff too. Uh, but yeah, I think ultimately for me, it's about putting something out to the world for people to experience. One and, thing that's, and that having a positive impact on me in return, I think. One thing that's just done on me regarding performance, how many of us, if we sort of, I certainly have done it and such, and Nick obviously with improv, you've definitely done, but how many of us would say we have done performance where we've performed stuff we are creating rather than maybe we're doing something that say if you're in a band, are you doing something that uh, someone else has done and then you're maybe adding to, or you're doing something there. And obviously like where's with your magic is there stuff where you may be adapting tricks, but you're performing it in your own style and such like mm. that. How much yeah. of putting your own impetus into it if you are doing that makes you feel good, essentially. What was it that you get out of that? Uh, maybe. Yeah, well, I, th- I think that's a good point to raise, isn't it? Because as well as the motivation for kind of giving something to people and getting that feedback, perhaps it's about 
what you're able to put into it and what you're able to create and that kind of thing. My answer is both. Sometimes it's, you know, covering, tributing to, or kind of doing a version of something else. And sometimes it's ours or mine or whatever. Um, but Matt, you dropped off a little earlier. So you're a I musician. I just make my children happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all off the internet. <laughs> good man, good man. Bravo. Using up all um, the bandwidth. And, and it went down well, actually. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, they must be psyched <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm sat as close to the uh, the router as I possibly can get Good. The, the, this is how we will make you record in future every single time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah so I'm a musician and, and uh, I, I other than the very very rare occasion I don't understand the um, I get nothing out of performing other people's songs I, I'm not on Massive fan. And I've had that all along, actually. Every time I've played and people say, oh, why didn't you throw in a few of other people's? And like, why didn't you get lost? <laughs> I have no, virtually no interest in doing it. And I also, uh, a part of the problem I have as well is that um, when I hear something and I really like it, if I did it, it'd be worse. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I'm not a massive fan of, it's like all those John Lewis adverts where they get a song and they slow it down, play it on a goose guitar. They're oh. just naff. They're terrible things. <laughs> they should literally be shot. But anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, I, li- I like some of those kind of songs, but I understand what you mean as well. It's mostly a good song ruined for an advert. I, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm mostly yeah. with But in that, general, but yes. <laughs> the idea of, of doing a different version of something can, doesn't necessarily always mean it's a car crash. But. The, the, only, the only song that sound, covers that sound better are Oasis songs because then it's someone who can actually sing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it elevates it, is that what you're saying? Well, I think, I think because the people who, who cover them sing through their mouth rather than through their nose, um, <laughs> which has got to be, you know... <laughs> Good. So for you, it's but, no, music, but also about creating something of your own, then, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then recently, obviously, in the last couple of years, performing and doing a show, so a bit more theatre based, and um, I've, I've tried to get my head around that, and I found that quite a challenge and quite interesting to see how um, you know how it's progressed. So I've I've, I've had this thing where I've, I've, I was as Nick knows very well you know I've been doing the show and reading it from a script and then I've sort of known it and occasionally I've got to the point where I know it so well that I can perform it as though it's not a script if that makes sense uh, and and I've, I've it's probably happened once or twice um, and I, I that's the bit that I really love but it also takes a supreme amount of effort for me which I'm going to have to do um, mm. Over the next few years, so but, yeah, but no, just to be clear, that's, that's really not enjoy. acting, is it? That like, you're not acting there. It's um, but it's a, a spoken performance. No, no. I would, when I'd you say, say it's theater, acting. it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a, a spoken word performance, isn't it? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, think yeah. I mean, I've I've seen your show. I, I came to watch it, um, and I, the only reason I added in there is because I guess if if someone just heard more recently, I've been doing a theater kind of thing as well. They could think yeah. that you mean. You know, yeah. acting. Whereas, I, I my experience of it was that you were kind of presenting aspects of yourself on yeah. stage in a spoken way. What? But it's acting. You're saying what? In what way? Um, well, for for me, it isn't me on stage, is it? You know, yeah, okay. delivering it in a manner that uh, you could never live like that. 
mm. you know, and 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 for once, actually, I, it was interesting. When Neil was saying he gets swayed by the audience, and, and I do as well. And what I've tried to do with this this piece is is to deliver it regardless of how I feel, you know. And um, but it does consistently uh, deliver it the same way. Then you mean? Yeah. And it's quite hard because, you know, quite a bit of his talking, you know, there's a bit in the show where I talk about get being close to um, to suicide. And, and that gets me every time, surprisingly enough. Uh, oh, weird. Uh, How good you're still human. Excellent work. It is. You're delivering, um, you're effectively delivering a very personal one-man play. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah. You need, so you need to learn it so that you can deliver it. But obviously you're learning your own words, yeah. which in itself can be slightly odd. But you want to know it yeah. well enough that you can also extemporize if you need to, um, you know, as it comes up in the moment, uh, which is kind of cool. I've been listening to all three of you, and I, I've I've been making notes um, for, for reasons <laughs> yeah, well. that I don't fully understand. Because um, uh, 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 mostly because I forget things almost immediately. The goldfish improv brain. Um, you don't do that every time, though, eh? No, I don't. No, normally. So what is it about brain. today that means you're taking some notes? Because you're all saying interesting things, possibly me too. Who knows? Um, and so I'm finding like I think there's like four, maybe five different themes that I think are kind of, so we could probably like dive into more separately that might make sense once we extract them. First off, there's like the self-expression and creativity, the simple value yes. of creating something, whether it's creating a piece of music, whether it's doing a bit of improv or you know a bit of writing, painting a thing. These are all aspects of self-expression and creativity. There's also the more refined aspect of doing one of those things well. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a great painter, but I do occasionally like painting. Um, so like feeling do, accomplished. Yeah, feeling that level of competence is really yes. good. Hang on, you stop one of my cats attacking the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, Geiger. Um, yeah, there, 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 there is something about relishing having attained a skill set. I think it's particularly clear in things like magic and music. It's a little bit more ephemeral improv. Um, but, you know, in music, you know, you, you're playing the thing well. That, that's my guitar movement. Um, you know, and that... Jesus! <laughs> One moment. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> He's being he's being troublesome, um, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's something about like wielding an art form well that is intensely satisfying. Much as it is doing anything that you do well, well, you can relish that. There's also something about interaction with others, whether it's uh, with the people you're performing with, as well as uh, with other people. The sense of community and society. There's something about audience feedback and the validation from that. Um, which I've noticed the difference between doing improv and doing writing, for example. I can write at home quite happily, but I haven't written for years because there's kind of no, feels like there's no point to it because I haven't, no one's like looking at it or reading. I'm not doing anything with it. It's like it, that has less value because it's not for someone else. I'm not getting that feedback in a sense. And there's also the value of exploring um, yourself and in, in how you put yourself out in the world uh, and the different roles that we're able to bend and twist ourselves into we can present the best version of ourselves for a given purpose or maybe the worst version if we're doing comedy uh who knows um but it's something about that personal role play that is I important th part of performance probably slightly related to the last one and maybe a little bit related to the audience feedback but there could also be something about how the process of performing or even preparing the performance can be kind of cathartic or therapeutic Oh, yeah, very um, good point. So, 
There is something I want to point out on this as well. It's a vehicle for kind of working out your own stuff or whatever, Mm -hmm. or expressing things. Go on, Neil. You're thinking of something related to that, are you? So um, preparing is one thing, um, because uh, there's two uh, stories I want to sort of relay. One is related to uh, performing uh, a play production and other show things and one is improv as well so uh, one thing i found um sometimes when i uh, when i've been performing lines uh, and this is again it's down to when you're performing in front of someone so when i've performed in say uh videos uh, or short film type things and stuff like that it's a lot easier because although it's a different process but when it's in front of an audience sometimes getting a form of stage fright a bit of nervousness and i would sometimes find if i was getting anxious literally uh i would backstage close my eyes and semi snooze and that calmed me down a lot and it was just relaxing and I, I was able to do there with improv. I still need to relax. I need to um, like uh, one. Uh, I remember there was a show that me and Nick were doing a few years ago, uh, a comedy festival. And I, uh, my head wasn't in it brilliantly. And I realized afterwards, one reason was I had been the process of driving there, setting up cameras to record the show and just leaving them. And my mind wasn't on the performance and I needed to have got, I needed to have detached it paused rested and may obviously maybe got in with the whole improv brain thing where you do a warm-up and do exercises to go how do you shoot up ideas and stuff like that in, into your mind and perform them i think um, you raise a very good point there about focus about the, the value of performances that you're not doing a billion other things um and you can't because then you can't do it you have to there's something yeah I, something, something i was just gonna about, say the sentence that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Neil. That just I felt like so. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, uh, you're absolutely correct. Clarifying. Ab- ab- absolutely. Uh, I, th- I think that that explained that in a better way. Uh, <laughs> but, but it, it, I work it, it with words. We um, <laughs> with one of the one of the uh, things we're doing with with furthest from the sea, and, and that for anyone who doesn't know, it's a arts organisation in Derbyshire, and we try to support grassroots artists. And one of the things we're trying is to do exactly that so we're going to take over um shows at fringe festivals probably outdoors if we could do it at all this year but actually to enable people to perform properly because the thing i found at edinburgh was that you were you know you were the person who sorted it all out you got there you're the person that liaised with the venue and then you set it all up and you were flying to people and you're doing that and then you're welcoming people in and then you're making sure stuff was set up and then you make sure everyone sat down then you shut the door and then you've got to actually perform and then as soon as you finish performing you run into the back of the stage and then you're trying to see if you can get any money in the bucket and and get people to sign up and sell stuff and then you've got to break it all down again and then you've got to go and then the next person does the same thing and that that's ridiculous, isn't it? You know, that's, yeah, that is that is fun, isn't it? Yeah. So we're talking Nick about we... being able to focus and stuff. That's probably a perfect example. Whereas everything's against you being able to focus and just be in the room there. Eh? You've got so much stuff mm. running around in the background. Which yeah. is why we should remember the value of producers and stage managers in particular. I'm talking about performance mm-hmm. <laughs> because they make them. They're the ones who allow you the space to. Uh, to express yourself and to and to find that focal point. Just in terms of talking about some of the psychology and stuff, I was 
also thinking about okay, so there's this idea that it can be therapeutic, cathartic, we're expressing, we're expressing, and we're feeling accomplished, and all of that, and we're getting validation and feedback. But then on the flip side, there's that idea of of, of maybe you know the self critic, performance and creating is is potentially a breeding ground for one's self-critic, isn't it? Or perfectionism. Um, so much so that maybe some people do a lot of prep and never actually get to the performance part. Mm. Or yeah, uh, And it made me think of that kind of cliche as well, especially in comedy, uh, of, of performers being tortured souls and that kind of thing and, 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 and ha- handling demons and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's very relevant to performance and mental health and the psychology of it, isn't it? Is that side of it. That's a really good point. I mean, I've not missed not having a bad show for a year. Um, that's been quite nice. Um, yeah, um, having a bad show is crippling, isn't it? Um, you know, when it doesn't go the way that you think it's going to go and you're just crushed. And despite it being perhaps a one-off, and I think I, I people in the early part of their career in whatever form performance they're doing, you know, just that bad gig is horrible. And it's amazing how far back it takes you um, in your confidence and your journey. And I guess that can only be because the, 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 the value of that performance is so high and it is so important that we're able to express that when it goes badly, um, you know, not only is your confidence knocked, but you know, the whole value of you as a creator is, is, is undermined. Um, yeah, that has to be yeah, something you, about the value you're putting into it, doesn't it? And what you're hoping yeah. to get from it. So value yeah, to have that taken away. To, mm. yep. it, to lose both that, of those. You know, Serena, exa- exactly, like, exactly like that. Because I, I left Liverpool when I was uh, early 20s and I was in bands and bits and bobs. Uh, it's a, a glorious place, but not as good as Horsey Woodhouse, by the way. <laughs> Although the football team is slightly better. But, um, yeah, their internet sucks. But I was, it, I, was in a, <laughs> I was in a band or two in Liverpool. and uh, But I, I don't think I was particularly any good. I, I didn't really do that many gigs. We recorded stuff, but, you know, not other... And then since I moved to Derby, I think I've focused on a lot more, enjoyed it more, developed it. And, you know, whether I'm of, of any good or not, I think I can deliver stuff properly and, and, you know, with passion and all that sort of stuff. And recently, about well, about two years ago, I went back to a friend's 50th and there was a few of us performing. And I thought an opportunity to perform. And, uh, you know, all these people I knew from Liverpool, they could actually see I can actually perform. And, and I was terrible. And it was the most depressing evening ever because it it was just, that was it. That was the chance. And it was honestly, I I still think about it now, how pissed off I am about it. Mm. And not because I was trying, I suppose I was trying to prove something, but I think it was more like to myself, actually. I was trying to say, look, you know. There's something about self-worth being attached to this somewhere, isn't there? In what you said, Nick, about kind of, um, the value you put on the performance and then kind of it knocking you back. and So there's that mm. confidence and kind of being good enough stuff. But even in what you just said there, Matt, about something to prove either to them or to yourself, it's like there is something about self-worth, self-esteem, definitely. something, you know, potentially. There's definitely some, some expectation thing. There's definitely an expectation thing like that, isn't it? Because I'm sure we've all also done gigs that weren't brilliant, where, yeah, that weren't technically great but we had a really good time and felt better than the gigs where we're like, oh, that was spot on, but wasn't fun and didn't vibe in the same way. Yeah, we've done quite a bit of, not loads, we've done some online improv in the last year 
I don't, it's not the same as doing it live and it's a bit weird and there's delays and lags and stuff. But occasionally we've done one that everyone just dicked around for two hours and it was really funny. It probably wasn't watchable. Um, <laughs> it, certainly, it certainly wouldn't have been, well, most of it certainly wouldn't have been stuff that we'd have been proud to put on stage at like the Playhouse or anything. Um, but it felt enormously validating that we were able to express a sense of fun and still enjoy ourselves. I mean, we're obviously we're doing an art form that isn't really about um, tearing your soul open necessarily. There's certainly aspects of that. You know, the, the aim was to have fun, and that yeah, was there's something particular about improv, though, isn't there? Yeah, that, um... oh, the, the, I think there is for music as well. You know, got yeah, there's the process, like and then bands. there's the end result. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, the, but but you can have a good gig where the audience are like wasted, like Ray, there's a banging song. You're like, I've missed half the keys. I'm I'm out. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm out of key. You know, yeah. I'm actually I forgot some of the lyrics. I'm not quite on the acoustics. Yeah, right. yeah. And yeah, it was like this is a really good fun. And you know, we don't have to be I even on a jam night for doing like a bit of a jam session or something. It might not all be perfecting. You you're going mm. with the flow and whatever else, and that could be something in theory, that you really enjoy engaging in, but not necessarily is kind of polished and performable and whatever. Uh, Absolutely, so. yeah. So it's, it's in contrast to what I said before about, you know, relishing having a skill set. It's not, it, it, maybe that isn't uh, maybe that isn't as important as it was when I was making a list. You know, the, the fun of being in sync with, being in sync with other people. And well, that maybe different aspect. things are it's important to different people at different times and... Mm -hmm. And yeah. maybe for one person, it's about the skill and accomplishment and perfection, and for another, it's the experience. And it's certainly, certainly. My night in Liverpool was, was none of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we know it was definitely a bad one. Yes. I've been to shows, yeah, we do like our sort of jam shows where, like, all I really want for this evening is to laugh at stuff. And that, and that doesn't mean it needs to be clever to laugh at it. Um, sometimes it is clever, and that's really funny. But, you know, I just need to be amused and satisfied by having a connection with another person uh, in a way that could produce something amusing, even if it's just us corpsing one, our one, way through a scene. One thing that dawned on me is sort of um, when it comes down to performance and if you're enjoying it is um, a positive uh, sort of psychological energy that you're getting from it. So, for instance, <laughs> if you're enjoying it, if other people are enjoying it and you're seeing that and you're feeding off each other. So when mm. mistakes occur... In events where a gig maybe goes wrong, but everyone is on board with it and okay with it, it can actually be fine. In fact, it becomes more personal. So when uh, maybe a play goes wrong, that is extremely serious, but it goes. But people are willing to give it a go and get on with it. And then sometimes it can get on and suddenly become fully serious. And all of a sudden, any tension of something that isn't working is solved. And that happens with a lot of social interactions you have with it. And it's, it is, and I think as Wes, you put it, sort of a whole thing of a social reaction to things that you can get on board with. Doesn't mean that, and it happens, you'll have an audience where potentially something maybe goes wrong or something, everything's going right and everyone is enjoying it, but someone can't get on board with it. It doesn't necessarily mean that anyone notices it until they literally speak to the person and they are, ashen-faced and go, no, we really didn't like it. But the, Maybe that's the, the thing with um, with online and uh, and live as well, that, you know, with live you can get away with so much more because people are just <laughs> enjoying the experience. Whereas online, it can basically be a crap TV show, can't it, if you're not careful. Um, well, there's, there's the other thing as well, because it's... Um, 
learning uh, the social cues. So, for instance, I mean, we experienced this when we record this uh, every few weeks as well, and even if we were just chatting online, where in person it's easier to pick on social cues when someone's trying to come in and stuff like that, and it's easier. There's an added element of, you don't know, can I not be heard as clearly? Uh, how do you do it? And sometimes when you're having a chat online in this format, it is the ability you manage to sync. You start to spot. And again, it's the other thing of as long as the internet connection isn't messing up or you're able to just adapt to it. So it's it's when things get together and you can mesh. And it is that, that, that link in and you're able to go, yeah, we can, we can all find this working and find energy out of it. Uh, and I certainly we're, have that um, when I'm doing roleplay games as well. We're going to write our time in a bit, but we did, I mean, I, I know early on we discussed about um, discussing how we perform at the moment and how, how what we're looking forward to in the issues. So I, I know where she said, but potentially we, could, we should maybe try and do that as a separate thing. Yeah, there's potentially a few offshoots for this topic, it seems, isn't there? Um, Nick, you, you know, you've drawn up that list there where we've all kind of, we've mentioned bits and bobs of them that, in in some respects, some of those could be topics in the, in and of themselves, couldn't they? Especially maybe the creativity <laughs> one. Yeah, um, well, yeah we, we, we haven't touched on a couple of things. Well, like like we haven't touched on really why we perform. We've touched on what we get out of it, but yeah. we haven't really talked about what it is that motivates some people to be to perform, and yet other people plainly don't. Um, yeah, and have no, no desire or wish to. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's, there's more to explore there, isn't there? I mean, just as you were talking then, Neil. One part of what you said in the uh, in the first part made me think of um, well. Has anybody seen the film Soul? The, the new the no, new I've film? not seen it yet. I do oh, want no, to watch no. twenty minutes. Okay, well, the reason I mentioned that is just because if you've seen it, you would know. But the one part of that film talks about that <clears throat> that when somebody gets in the zone and is fully kind of consumed or embodied by what it is that they're doing. It's almost like the transporter to another plane, um, and th- there's there's a balance to that. It can be a really good thing, but at the same time, it can cut you off from everything else. Um, and so, <clears throat> there was something in what you were saying, Neil, about kind of being in the moment and kind of getting lost in it and so engrossed in it that it made me think of that. But it also did just make me think about how a performance can can take everybody in the room experiencing that performance to a place together, can't it? And there's, so there's something there as well. But, um, maybe, but yeah, maybe we should, clearly a lot to talk about. We should, we should definitely, definitely continue this, shouldn't we? Often, yeah, often I think so. This. I think so. Do you want to wrap up with how we are? Yeah. Yeah. For me, I've felt quite energised by today because I think, I think it's been a different experience meeting this way as we have been doing for quite some time now. And understandably so, and probably out of necessity, the podcast has has been different recently, hasn't it? And we've been responding to now and what exactly is going on. Today has felt a little bit like some of the earlier experiences we've had together, where we've looked at a topic and started to get stuck into it. And for me, that also means that maybe we're sharing a little bit more of ourselves or at least, or maybe it just feels novel not to be talking solely about the coronavirus. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's how I'm feeling after today's conversation. I've really enjoyed it. That's cool. Yeah. It, it's reminded me of some of the things that I like about performance and some of the things that I've missed over the last year. Um, 
So that's cool. Yeah. Um, what I haven't experienced is what is, is the thing that I, I occasionally think about with performance, which is where you have a really good show, but then you have that massive crash afterwards because you can't maintain that level of excitement. And um, we should talk about that next time because that, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. That can be awful. So maybe I shouldn't perform again. Then I'll never have to experience it. Again. <laughs> just find yourself that's doing fine. improv in the supermarket and stuff. Just to <laughs> Mostly that's just rage in a supermarket, isn't it? Um, but yeah, like me going doing magic tricks to everybody in public, just craving validation. God, get out! Um, yeah. um, the worst Matt of all, breaking into song on the front street, <laughs> singing Oasis covers out of his mouth. Mm. And I think you're right. Was talking about stuff like this does make me feel that yeah. Uh, at least in some way, our sense of current affairs is uh, diminishing as an as an important and an overriding factor, and that's got to be a good thing for us all, yes, psychologically as well as for people having to listen to this. <laughs> it's almost like today has been a little bit of an escape, and actually, that is linked to performance as well, isn't it? So there's another kind that's of true. thread to yeah. this. We're going to go <laughs> right over here if we're not careful, you know. How bad uh, am I? But, but, am I the one who's tried to be the the? No, we're all right. We're all right. We're Stop delaying up. Neil. He's trying to wrap up. Hmm. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I, I really enjoy chatting about and deconstructing uh, performance. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, and I feel fine. There you go. <laughs> well, we know that's always a lie. Um, <laughs> That, 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 that entire premise is what your live show is based upon. Um, <laughs> when people say they're fine, they never are, and it's not true. I'll do anything to get Wonderful. my show mentioned again. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but whilst that's true, Nick, Matt says, yeah, I'm fine, and then and doesn't mean it, but then, then, but then he just thinks, well, I can't do anything about it, so sod it, eh? Um, <laughs> it does that too. That's yeah. true. Wow, well, we are available to help. In you just got to roll ways. with it, haven't you? Yeah, roll the you roll. Control it. So, what's the point in getting all fussed about it? Yeah, my oasis mention for the day. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, take your time, etc. Well, um, so thank you, everyone. This has been our wonder wall, and uh, we'll be back in. <laughs> some might say, only some yeah. might say. But... Look, look, all, all I know about is cigarettes and alcohol. Uh, that's going to be my rest of my day. Um, so we will be back in uh, about a month. So we'll have this out um, both on facebook in, in this week and then in podcast version a couple of weeks time uh if you Double have any back in anger <laughs> look uh i was just, you I was just oasis song. <laughs> this is right that is fine I, I didn't think i could remember that um, <laughs> so we'll be back soon if you've got thoughts on 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 what we've been talking about about mental health or just about oasis uh and the uh, <laughs> I think if we're going to continue this Oasis thing, we should all get our grandmother's wigs and put them on backwards for next time. We can all look like the band, don't we? I've got a cagoule that I had when I was five somewhere. Yeah, we can do that. Um, Right. For now, we are done. We will talk to you all again soon. Where's that bloody end broadcast button? If you've been affected by anything that we've talked about tonight, that's cool. We were kind of hoping you would be. If you haven't been affected by anything tonight, then that's great too. You're probably fine. Of course, if you say you're fine, there's a good chance you aren't. So you might also have been affected. And if you've been affected before, you probably will be again. Please talk to someone. It can get better, and together we can survive. We are what we overcome. And this poor little boy, grounded by the sun, by his side for some big strike